بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In today's reminder and we will take a reminder from Sheikh Salih ibn Thaymin ta'ala regarding the virtues of the last 10 days of Ramadan and the Sheikh says and Ikhwani or my brothers Indeed, you have entered into the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan. And in it, there is goodness and abundant reward. And in it, or in it, uh, there are virtues that are well known. And it has distinguishing characteristics that have been mentioned. And from it's you know distinguishing characteristics of the last 10 days of the month of ramadan is that the prophet وسلم, he used to put so much more effort in doing righteous deeds and actions of ibadah and he in them more than he would do in the and the previous you know, the earlier 20 days of ramadan so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would put a lot more effort in righteous deeds and ibadah and actions of worship during those last 10 days more than he and he did in the previous and in the first 20 days of the month of Ramadan. And this has been mentioned in a hadith in Sahih Muslim from Aisha radiallahu anha that she said أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يجتهد في العشر الأواخر ما لا يجتهد في غيره. She said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he used to exert and put effort any more during the last ten days any more than he used to put more than his effort in any other than them the more than his effort that he put. In the any meaning in the uh, other twenty first days and of the month of Ramadan, and likewise in Sahih, in the Sahihain uh, Bukhari wa Muslim, Aisha radiallahu anha she said, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل العشر شد مئزرة وأحيا ليلة وأيقظ أهله. She said that the Prophet ﷺ, when he entered in the last 10 days, and the meaning of the month of Ramadan, he used to tighten his and his izar. This, and he meant that he used to, and he stay away from having any relations from his wives, and that he would focus more on actions and of worship. وَأَحْيَا Layla. And he has the nights, he established the nights yani with prayer, with prayer and, he, and dua and other actions and of worship. And he used to wake up his family and his wives during those last 10 nights. And that is due to, he wanted them and he to benefit from worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during those last 10 nights. And he wanted them to put any more effort during any those last 10 nights. And why? As we know, 
the last 10 days and the last 10 nights of the month of Ramadan, they are the best nights of the whole year. Imagine all of the days throughout the whole year. The last 10 nights, they are the most virtuous nights out of all of the nights of the year. So indeed, with more virtue comes more reward. And more reward, and it means that the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they strive harder with their actions of worship and their actions of obedience for Allah Azza wa Jal so that they may attain those great rewards. And a reward that is multiplied so much more during those last 10 days and those last 10 and the night. So the Sheikh says, and in this uh, hadith, in this hadith, and it is an evidence, it shows any evidence for the virtue of those last 10 and days. Because the Prophet wasallam, he used to exert himself more and put more effort and do more actions of worship than he used to do in the other days, and he besides and he them. And said, so this is inclusive for every type of effort that a person puts in all of the types of legislated actions of worship. And he saw this and it includes and includes all of the types of effort that a person can put, all of the types of striving and effort that you put and all of the different types of actions of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are legislated. And the Sheikh says, and he means salatin wa Quran wa dhikrin wa sadaqa wa ghayriha. For example, and he from uh, salah, prayer, uh, and Quran, recitation of the Quran, and dhikr, and increasing in your remembrance and making dhikr, doing the adhkar for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and sadaqah, and giving charity, wa ghayriha, and other than them. So we see here, and from the speech of the Sheikh, that any type of good deed or action of obedience or action of worship that you do uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during those last 10 days and last 10 nights that there is more reward for them. There is any more reward for them. And a person and he should aim to take a portion and from all of these types of actions of worship that they can do. If you can give sadaqah on all of those 10 nights and he then do so. Because in it there is that Laylatul Qadr that the believers seek. The Laylatul Qadr in which the reward for deeds are multiplied by a thousand months. Which means, or which equates to 83 years and four months. So every type of good deed and action of obedience and actions of ibadah that you do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are legislated. There's a more emphasis for you to do it during those last 10 days and those last 10 nights. And there is more and you reward and for them. And if you do them on every single night, for example, as Sheikh bin Baz, he mentioned, and regarding those who seek Laylatul Qadr, he says, put effort in all of the last 10 days and the last 10 nights. Put effort throughout. Meaning don't only try to pick out the odd nights or the day number 27 
and if for you to worship Allah or dedicate some action of worship, he says to do it, do all of these actions of worship throughout the last 10 nights. And because the Laylatul Qadr, it changes and it can jump from one day to the next. And likewise, and he says the even nights that you think are even nights can actually be odd nights instead. Because it is possible that Ramadan, and he started the way, the, the moon, and Ramadan started, meaning the moon, the crescent moon was out the day before we started Ramadan, but we were unable to see it. So therefore, do not pick out only those odd nights, because and it might be the case that those even nights might be actually be odd nights due for these reasons. So therefore, he says, if a abd, if a servant, he puts effort throughout the last 10 nights, all of the nights, he is obeying Allah, he is doing actions of obedience, good deeds, and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, salah, Quran, giving charity, making dhikr, making dua, and other than that. So therefore, he says, if a person does this, then that person should be sure that he has attained the reward of Laylatul Qadr. He must be sure and he will attain the reward of Laylatul Qadr where his reward will be multiplied by a thousand months or more. So therefore, he put effort throughout the whole of the last 10 days and its nights. And you will be 100% sure that you have attained a reward for Laylatul Qadr. So the Sheikh, he continues, and Sheikh Salim Muthaymeen, he mentions, and he, regarding the, after he mentioned the actions and the, of worship that a person can do during those last 10 days and his nights, he says, because the Prophet Sallallahu he used to, and he tighten his izar, and he, which means he used to stay away and he, from uh, having any relations with and he, his and his wives, for, so that he can dedicate himself to salah and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other than that. And that during the nights of the last 10 days, he used to, and he be, he used to establish it with an qiyam, with prayer, recitation of the Quran and dhikr. And he said the dhikr which a person can do in his heart and upon his tongue and, and he, likewise the actions of worship of his limbs. All of the other actions of worship of his limbs. He says, because لِشَرَفِ هَذِهِ اللَّيَالِي وَطَلَبًا لِلَّيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ أَلَّتِي مَنْ قَامَهَا إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ He said, why? Because of the nobility of those last ten nights. And in seeking Laylatul Qadr, the reward of Laylatul Qadr, that if a person... He stands in prayer with an iman, with faith, and seeking reward from Allah Azza wa Jal, and on Laylatul Qadr, that his previous sins will be forgiven. All of his previous sins will be for forgiven. So therefore, this is, this is the apparent meaning of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ regarding his effort, his extra effort. And the way he strove himself to dedicate more of his time for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
So the Shaykh continues, he mentions regarding i'tikaf. And regarding i'tikaf. And he says that the from the distinguishing characteristics of the last only 10 days is that the Prophet wasallam he used to perform i'tikaf in them. And he used to perform i'tikaf during the last 10 days. So he says that i'tikaf means that a person is keeping to the masjid and staying in the masjid so that he can free himself from the worldly affairs that would usually busy a person so he would stay stays in the masjid to free himself of these busy busy affairs of the dunya so that he can devote himself purely for the obedience of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much and as he can and this has been affirmed in the Quran and likewise in the Sunnah. Because in the Quran, Allah says, And do not approach them, meaning the wives, do not approach them with desire whilst you are performing i'tikaf in the masajid. So here we see that a person should refrain and if they want to perform i'tikaf and refrain from approaching any their wives so that they may have any that more that focus and free time for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Sheikh says continues and he says and the Prophet he performed i'tikaf and his companions likewise after him they performed an i'tikaf and it's been mentioned from Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the Prophet sallallahu he said indeed I perform i'tikaf in the first 10 days seeking Laylatul Qadr then I perform i'tikaf in the middle 10 days then thumma utitu faqilali and then it was said to me that indeed indeed it is found within the last 10 uh, days meaning so he said to whoever of uh, whoever and from amongst you wishes or wants to perform i'tikaf then he should perform an i'tikaf and this hadith is found in Sahih Muslim so therefore and it is and indeed and important that if a person can give that time to perform i'tikaf and they can free up their time then indeed it is a rewarding action there's a lot of reward in it especially and for seeking Laylatul Qadr as likewise a person will have more free time to themselves throughout the day and its nights to do more ibadah for Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Sheikh says the intent and behind i'tikaf is that a person cuts himself off from any other people any meaning any the affairs that he will get involved with other people so that he can free himself for the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jal and in a masjid 
from the masajids seeking any his bounty seeking allah's bounty and his reward and likewise seeking the reward of laylatul qadr so the sheikh says so it is upon the person or those who are performing itikaf that they busy themselves with dhikr with the recitation of the quran and salah and ibadah and the, all of the actions of ibadah that are legislated and that he stays far away from the things that does not does not concern him and he should stay far away from things that does not concern him and does not benefit his ibadah in the masjid and he, for example he should refrain from speaking in dunya affairs and he get involved and speaking about dunya affairs and he says a person is it is okay if a person needs to speak and in regarding uh, regarding and he speak and he with words that are mubah that are permiss permissible with his family and other than them for a good reason and this is due to the hadith of Safiya Umm Mu'minin radiallahu anha that she said that the Prophet was performing i'tikaf so I came to him to visit him one night and I spoke to him Thumma, uh, then I stood up to I need to go to leave the masjid to go to my house and the Prophet he stood up and he with me and he till and he meaning till the door so the Sheikh said if there is a need for a person to speak with their family or to speak with somebody and he begin with a good reason therefore that is I mean, allowed but a person should refrain from going on and speaking and for lots of time regarding affairs of the dunya and the affairs of the dunya and affairs of the dunya which takes his focus away from the ibadah of Allah Azza wa Jal and the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore he must use his time and he wisely and likewise what the scholars have advised and is regarding phones the person performing itikaf they likewise should be careful regarding their use of phones they're not sitting down and using the phones and going on apps and this and checking this and checking that and checking the internet and likewise this falls into the affairs of you know you are reading things and you searching things of the affairs and the of the dunya it is permissible if there is a need if a person and if there is a need but and you stay away from busying yourself and with a lot of any uh for example groups that are open that are just any dunya messages etc etc because that focus and it needs to be there for you to benefit the maximum that you can uh from and your time when performing i'tikaf the sheikh says and it is not permissible for the person who is performing i'tikaf to have sexual intercourse and with his wives or anything which leads to that uh, likewise he should refrain and he from kissing his family and he and touching them and touching them and he with desire because Allah and do not approach them with desire whilst you are performing itikaf in the masjid and he says as for a person leaving the masjid or let's say he is uh, part of his body has to be outside of the masjid for example for a reason a good reason so then this is and okay 
due to the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that she said that the Prophet sallallahu he used to uh, put his head out of the masjid and into her house and she would uh, basically and he comb the hair of the Prophet sallallahu so his body was in the masjid because her house and he was attached to the masjid and there was like a and he door leading to the masjid so he would sit and his head and he would reach in her house and and she would and he comb the uh, and wash the hair and comb the hair of the prophet and she was in a state of an immenses she was in a state of immenses and this hadith is found in sahih al-bukhari Now the Sheikh mentions, if a person needs to go out of the masjid and his whole body, he needs to leave the masjid. Okay. Now this falls into three categories. The first category, that a person needs to leave the masjid for a reason that is a must. A must. They must leave the masjid. A necessity, a need. Either a need, a natural need, a need for his body, or a reason, a Islamic legislated reason. He says, for example, if a person needs to go and relieve himself, relieve himself and perform wudu, for example, perform wudu, which is compulsory, and ghusl, from uh, janaba, which is compulsory, and other than that, uh, eating or drinking, so this is permissible. This is permissible. If it is not possible for such a person to do these things in the masjid itself. Okay, so if he's able to do these things in the masjid, then he should not, he is not allowed to leave the masjid. And he meaning, if the masjid, there is a section of, uh, there's a toilet section, then he should not go and leave the masjid to go and go home or go somewhere else for him to go and relieve himself. If there is, for example, he needs to take a shower, and the Sheikh says, and he ghusl wajib, he used to make ghusl that is compulsory upon him. For example, he fell asleep, he had a wet dream, he woke up, now he needs to make and he ghusl wajib. So, therefore, now he, if the masjid has a, uh, a shower facility, a facility where he can wash himself, then he should not leave the masjid. But if not, then he can leave the masjid okay, and have ghusl. And likewise for wudu as well. A person should go outside and make wudu if there is no wudu area in the masjid. And if for the wudu, he needs to. He needs to make wudu for salah, for example. He needs to make wudu and if for this, for example, recitation of the Quran. So therefore, in those cases, is allowed. But if it is possible for him to do this in the masjid and there's those facilities there, then he should not leave any the masjid. <coughs> And the second category, uh, likewise, the Sheikh mentioned Ali, regarding food and drink. If a person needs to leave the masjid to eat and drink, then he's allowed to do so if there is nobody that is bringing him food. If there is people who is bringing him food, he, he's, he's able to arrange for somebody to bring him food in the masjid. Therefore, he should not leave the masjid. But if there is nobody to bring him food, or there is somebody to bring in food on certain days and not on other days and in those days that there is no food there's nobody to bring him food then he can leave the masjid and he can go buy some food and then he comes back and he's straight away the second category 
He says, if a person leaves the masjid for an affair which is عليه, He wants to leave the masjid for an affair which is in obedience to Allah. Basically not a dunya affair, something which is an act of obedience to Allah, but it is not compulsory upon him to do so. He says, for example, For example, visiting the sick or attending a janazah and things that are similar to this. A person should not do it except that they should place it as a condition at the start of the i'tikaf. Meaning, when he's starting his i'tikaf, in his intention, he has that intention, those conditions, that if he needs to visit the ill or attend a janazah, then he will leave the masjid to go. For example, the Sheikh says, if you have a family member who is ill, who is ill or you, it is hoped that he's going to fall ill and it probably it is hoped that he will die, he may die. So therefore, what the Sheikh says, and he places it in your intention at the start of the Atikaf, that if the person gets really, really ill or they pass away, then that you are going to leave the masjid just for that and then you are going to come back. So this is uh, an affair which is and he allowed so therefore, any a person should have it, those conditions placed in their intention at the start of their i'tikaf. The third category, person leaving a masjid for an affair which goes against the purpose of i'tikaf. A person is, wants to leave the masjid for an affair that opposes any the purpose of i'tikaf. For example, an affair, a dunya affair. He says, for example, a person wants to go out and trade for a couple of hours. He wants to go and buy certain dunya things for a couple of hours. Not anything that he needs for a drink. But he just wants to go and do some shopping. Or he wants to go home and have marital relations and to his wife. And for him to have uh, and he touch her with desires, etc., etc., and in this case, a person is not allowed to do so. Even if he places it as a condition, his intention at the start of his i'tikaf. This does not, will not allow or give him the allowance or the permissibility for him to leave the masjid. Because that opposes the purpose of i'tikaf. He opposes and the purpose and the intent behind i'tikaf. So therefore, a person should not go out and just do some general shopping which is no no benefit he doesn't have to he's not buying food or drink for him to eat or and he, he just wants to go out to trade or he wants to go home just to sit home for a little while or he just wants to go and visit a friend just he wants just to go out okay or he wants to go home and need to have marital relations with his wife that he should not and he do so that is not allowed for him and he to do it. So likewise, the Sheikh says, and from the distinguishing characteristics of the last 10 days and its nights is that in it there is Laylatul Qadr. And Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months as mentioned in the Quran. And the meaning the reward for your actions on Laylatul Qadr is multiplied and will be greater than a thousand months as if you're performing 
those actions of ibadah and obedience and for more than a thousand months and indeed this is any mashallah any heavy on a person's mind a person should seek and he laid out qadr look at this khayr we might not even live for 83 years and four months but allah azzawajal through his mercy he has made it and he possible and given given us a blessed night in which if we act righteously for him that those reward they are multiplied as a, a, a thousand nights so as if you have been doing those actions of obedience as one for a thousand months and for a thousand many months so therefore the sheikh says so therefore know may allah have mercy upon you the virtues of these last 10 nights and do not waste them do not waste them do not waste them at all he says and because it's time and those time those every single minute and second and hours of those last 10 days and it's nights is thameen it's precious and it's precious thameen and its goodness and it is clear is clear and it's apparent so therefore the sheikhs then he makes dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he asks allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allahumma wafiqna lima fihi salahu deenina wa dunyana wa ahsin aqibatana wa akrim mathwana waghfir lana وَلِوَالِدَيْنَا وَلِجَمِيعِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى نَبِينَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ